We're forever a part of the culture. We can show you better than we can tell you. A Queen series and HBCU Pulse has you on lock. From royal court to Greek life, sports and campaigns to graduation. We are the number one outlet for HBCU students. Make sure to tap in and learn more at hbcupulse.com. What is going on, everybody? This is Randall of Pulse Radio. Hope everyone is doing well today. We just wrapped up our FAMU election takeover. We did it as a collaboration with our other brand, HBCU Pulse. I love FAMU. Outside of my HBCU, Fort Valley State University, FAMU is like top tier my favorite HBCU. I go way back with FAMU and their student leaders. So to get the opportunity to cover you know, the election culture that really inspired me, that inspired, you know, my book and just inspired just everything that I do with Pulse was amazing. I want to just share a couple of the interviews with you. Uh, we interviewed the Miss FAMU candidates, uh, Christelle Haygood. Uh, Christelle was a former Miss Freshman for um, Amani Cooper's court. We also spoke with Noor. Nor is the SGA Secretary of State, and she literally serves as the face of SGA. And we spoke with Ashley. Ashley is a queen. Like she's been in these pageants. She works with children, and she was making it happen. And I just loved her, how genuine she was. I loved it. And, of course, we talked to Carrington and Marcus. Carrington and Marcus are running unopposed uh, to be SGA president and vice president, but they're not taking it lightly. They're still running a full campaign, and they want to prove to the students that they're right for them and that they're going to get in the position and work. So it was an amazing conversation that we had. And if you guys, you know, didn't see it, you want to see it full out, make sure to go to Pulse Radio on YouTube and also go to HPC Pulse's Instagram. You'll be able to see it just like how it was when it was live. But let's go on and get into it. You listen to Pulse Radio. This is the FAMU election takeover. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. Christelle. Hey, how are you? Listen, I'm just happy to be here. I'm, I'm happy to be here with you. Uh, me too. All the Rattlers in the comment section. Shout out to the Rattlers. So tell everyone that doesn't know who you are, who you are. Greetings, everyone. I am Christelle Heaven Haygood. I'm a fourth year pre-Masters of Business Administration scholar hailing from the city where queens are truly born, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I'm humbly asking to serve as the 115th Miss Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. So let's get into your role to royalty, because one thing about FAMU that I really love is that you guys have to show like that you guys are student leaders. You guys have to have to show that lane of, okay, I did this, I did that. Now I'm running for a huge position. So tell us right. about your role to royalty, starting with you being Miss Freshman. Yes. So when I came to FAMU, I just hit the ground running. I started with Miss Freshman and that position just showed me a lot. It really just showcased everything that I did here at FAMU, just from recruiting students all over the nation, all the high school students. I'm still remembering the students still to this day, having the students under me, under my belt, under my direction, just leading them through um, college, through their high school lives. It just really helped me understand how to be a leader and how to really include everyone in their different culture ad. Um, FAMU is definitely a school where it, it incorporates diversity and inclusion. And students here just really showcase who they are and where they come from. And then I just wanted to be a part of something that was bigger than me. So I decided to just be Miss Freshman and, and vibe for that. And FAMU chose me um, to be Miss Freshman. And then I just matriculated on. And I, I'm a, I have a strong heart for pageantry. 
So I knew that I was going to do it again, but I didn't know in which facet. And I just fell in love with the baby chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And I decided to do their pageant. And as Ms. Gold, we did a lot of community service outreach from going to um, cleaning up streets to going to resting homes to sing to the uh, old, elder uh, generation. It definitely touched my heart because I have a heart for service and a heart for change. Coming from where I come from, a low-income family, I, I needed to give serve. I needed to give back some way, somehow as a college student. And then just, you know, being Miss Gold, just, just being FYE peer mentor, being a resident assistant, um, just being Haitian, a part of the Haitian Culture Club, showed me that FAMU is really considering me and really loves me, loves my culture, love my people, um, and just is really just loving me as a person. You're from Broward County, so you're from Florida. So tell us about yeah, just your upbringing and how that relates to your leadership with FAMU. Because one thing I see from you is that you have a passion in you. And I think that that passion can't just be grown as, oh, I just wake up and have it. I think that passion right. comes from a journey. So tell us about that. Well, uh, my parents are immigrants, so we didn't have enough. Um, I literally came to FAMU and just learned American culture. My first my first language was not English. It's actually Creole, Creole. So I always would talk to people in Creole, talk to all my friends. I'll teach my friends with click it, clack, well, like all the language, all the different things that we have here in Haiti. And uh, all my life, I knew that I was Haitian. I didn't really get a chance to just speak English and just be a part of the world like I wanted to because I had so much going around. Um, Broward County is a place where low-income families reside. Where we try to get education and we try to push the mold and push forward. But unfortunately, I still have to go back there and ensure that the students back there looking up to me, that I am representation from Broward County and that I, I definitely pushed the mold and I did what I had to do. Um, and it was very hard for Haitians here in America uh, from all the earthquakes and just all the bullying um, I experienced a lot of bullying from just not speaking English or just looking different because I didn't have it all. I never had it all. I didn't have a lot of things to give, I guess, to show on my body. I didn't have clothes. I didn't have just, I guess I didn't have the book smarts, but I did have the street smarts because my, my parents always taught me to ensure that to be a hustler, to ensure to be an entrepreneur in the small spaces so that when you get the, the bigger spaces, you understand the way um, the world works. So my parents, I felt like they did a great job. Um, I'm here now. I'm here representing them. I, I have their names on my back. I really understand that they are definitely looking up to me, looking at me to push the mold for my family and the people behind me. And just my upbringing is just not as, as, as the American way, but I know that it definitely helped me here in America. How do you think you've grown within your leadership positions? Because one thing that leadership does is it, it tests us, people, people test us. Yeah. Like it might have us yeah. messed up sometimes, but I think that, you know, leadership is important because even as an alum, you know, in my work environment and just in business, like I don't think I'd be an effective business leader had it not been for my HBCU experience. So, so right. far you, you're running to be Miss FAMU. So how do you think you've grown from these student leader positions? I think I've grown just by the impact, um, just who I am. Just I knew that when I came from Broward County, uh, I just had a lot of influencing factors that was holding me down. And I didn't activate my activism and who I was. I didn't I wasn't the Christelle I am now. I didn't show up like I, I was supposed to. But when I went into these family positions, family has a way of molding you and family has a way of pulling that out of you, that that activism, that leader. That, that person that you always wanted to be. So when I came here to FAMU, I knew that I wasn't going to leave the same. I knew that I was going to go back to Broward County and that people were going to see my face, not only see a change, but want to aspire to be my friend or aspire to be things that I'm doing right now. That's the only thing I want to do. I wanted my niece to know that 
I am pushing the mold for us, not only for us, but for the Haitian community, the Caribbean community, people that are in low income families that have single parent households that have dealt with real life things. Um, and that is not giving a facade that's showing up how they truly are and to really ensure that they're pushing the mold like I am. So FAMU definitely gave me those opportunities and just made me a better person, a better woman that I am today. So I want to yes. get into the declaration of candidacy. Because I think that mm -hmm. that's one of the parts of the FAMU election process that I really love because it's pageantry on a thousand. Like, so <laughs> what I want to do is that for the folks that don't know what the Declaration of Candidacy is, I want to play a little snippet of yours. So let's play a little snippet okay. of your Declaration of Candidacy. Heart, hand, and field, these are the cornerstones on which fam you lives. But when heads get too big and when hands stir up trouble, the field dries up and turns into rubble. You see, a servant leader must first commit their heart if they truly plan to serve and do their part. Not you acting it out. <laughs> Not you acting it out. Not, I'm like, like, it out. You know I try to be a little personal, but I want everybody to be personable on this line. So I try to act it out to make everybody laugh. Wait, so, so you're telling me we done made HBC post verses, okay? Like, like, yes, you know, we're you know, verses. Like, 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 you know, you know I, 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 they be doing the song and they be rapping it. They be, they be, they yes, be rapping and it. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. So listen, explain, first and foremost, explain to us what Declaration of Candidacy is. Well, Declaration of Candidacy is where you showcase to the student body what you're running for, why you're running for, and why you're here, and why you're here to stay. So if I can just go into explaining my declaration, you know, speech, um, heads, hearts, hands, and fields, those were the pillars that FAMU stand on. And I believe that with our heads, that we can come together and, and change FAMU for the better. With our hearts coming together, loving each other, as a, and fellowshipping with the Rattler Nation, um, hands, just working together, uh, all of our forefathers and all of our um, founding fathers, they definitely worked with their hands to build FAM, FAMU. With 15 students and two instructors, FAMU definitely pushed the mold um, to uh, thousands of students and more instructors here today. So, and then field. Field for me was, I, I know that, you know, President Larry Robinson, he always talks about the charging linebackers. And um, if you really use that, uh, that as like a metaphor, charging linebackers, they're always pushing the mold. They're always saying rattlers are breaking the chains because we are always breaking the chains anywhere and everywhere. We're always pushing the mold here in America and here globally. So I use that in the beginning because I wanted people to know that this is the pillars that families stand on. And I'm going to push the mold and push that forward in the same pillars. I'm not changing FAMU. I'm, I'm, I'm merely just putting FAMU in a newer light here for this society we have today, for the 21st century. I'm making sure FAMU is volatile in this market that we have today. And I'm making sure that FAMU is present and here to stay. So let's talk about that public speaking element. So tell us about your preparation for that speech, because you killed it. So how long did it take you to prepare for Declaration of Candidacy? It took me about um, a week and a half. I definitely pride myself on the School of Business and Industry, where I am a mistress of ceremonies, where I, I advocate for the students in forums with corporate partners. I have a great relationship with the corporate partners and that I know them at the forefront so I can help students and bridge that gap between the corporate partners, FAMU, faculty, and students. And they really, I pride myself on my school because they really hone into the public speaking portion. And the School of Business and Industry here at FAMU is the best school, business, and industry. Um, you could talk, we talk about it all the time, rally, strike, strike, and strike again here at the School of Business Industry. And we talk about just public speaking and really going uh, past the mold. 
so how I prepared for it, I, I believe that it just molded me to this day. Uh, I really feel like my school really ensured that, you know, they wanted me to know that public speaking is important and that it's a part of the society we have today and that your message has to be delivered in the way you want it to deliver. But you also have to speak and articulately and also have to articulate your words because I am Caribbean. So I can go back and forth from my language to t- talking about, you know, when I said um, greetings, salutacion, saludos, saludos is Spanish and, you know, um, salutacion is French. So just having those um, dialects, just really understanding the difference between articulating and um, the different languages, they really taught me how to break them apart because I used to just speak. Um, I used to like all my friends still tell me I still have a little accent now here and then. But I used to like slur my words really like all together all the time and nobody would understand what I would say. And sometimes when I get nervous, I'm nervous now, even though I feel like a little, you know, hype and everything, I am very, very nervous. And when I get nervous, sometimes the words are going so fast in my head. I don't remember or I don't know what to say. And I just start to, you know, stumble over my words. I start to just, you know, just, just think about it too much, but I just slow down and I start breathing. And I'm like, you know what? You're here for a reason. You're here to speak. You're here for somebody on this life. I'm here to say, I'm not here for myself. I showed up for someone on this live. Right. So that's how I prepared, um, just showing up. And even if I stumble, even if I say, you know, just stutter, I say, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm going to, you know, re- re- reboot and continue to talk. So right now, even right now, like words are growing in my head, but I have to slow down and really understand who I am. Why am I here? And I should speak on the level highly of myself and speak on the level I should. Right. And I think that's important because, you know, for me, I stutter, you know, I've stuttered all my life. Right. And like one thing everybody tells me is that when I do stuff like this, I don't. But if I do, he, see, he, see, this that's the random way. OK. And I think family <laughs> wrong with me a little bit because if I yeah. stutter, you're going to wait to hear me in my sentence. <laughs> OK, no, we, we ain't doing I'm sorry. No, you're going to hear me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So but I love it. I love the relatability. And I really want to you know, toss to Kayla because I think it's a lot of great points of your campaign that we can touch on. So, Kayla, you here, Kayla? I'm here. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Take it away, Kayla. Hey, hey, Kay. <laughs> so, when I was looking over your platform point, Christelle, the one that stuck out to me is Beyond the Crown. So, can mm-hmm. you um, just explain um, to the audience what this platform point means to you? Yes. So if um, no one knows, I have platform points. That's what all queens have when they want to have initiatives for um, their university. So beyond the crowns of platform points, where I just want students to know that the Royal Court is relatable. We are real people. I'm from Broward County, Florida, where people may seem as the hood. So I want people to know, like, I'm not this just hood rag girl. I, I have a personality. I am who I am. And I love to do makeup. I love to get ready with me. I love to, you know, really just show who I am and show up how authentically who I am. So I want people to know that the Royal Court has their own personalities and this is how our personalities fit together. So it's a vlog just showcasing a one day vlog showcasing everything that the Royal Court does from going out to eat, from fellowship. I want to ensure that to show people that if you want to vibe from this position, understand this is a family and that this is not just a position for everyone to just move on later on in life. No, we're here together for a long time, for, for a lifetime, because my Royal Court, um, Royal Court 2018, Royal Court, they, we talk every day. We still talk today. We still talk in my campaign, like they're just really my backbone, my foundation. And they understood that if I'm going to vibe for this position, they have to be behind me because they know that they've been there before. They've been in my shoes before. So they want to um, ensure that they can help me. So I want to showcase that and put it on my YouTube so that not only fam you could see, but HBCUs can see and other royal courts can see to be personable as well and show up as your authentic self that you don't have to just 
be a queen and just not not be personable. We want to see who you are. We want to see you beyond the crown. Your freshman year, your campaign was on campus, and now you're running for a campus-wide race, and it's virtual. So how do you feel about that? I feel great. I feel like change. I I, I embrace change. I love this uh, pandemic campaign. Uh, I call it the pandemic campaign because um, we're really in a pandemic, and I really have to adhere to COVID-19 guidelines. And I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. If I can... If I can include the safety of my community, of the Rattler community, I'm going to do so in the best way that I can. And the best way that I can for campaigning is doing it virtually and to ensure that I can still make create events and find innovative ways to still have the Rattler community still engage with me and still be there with me virtually. That's okay. We are, we're already on our on social medias. We're already on our phones. I'm embracing the change. I'm embracing TikTok. I'm embracing Instagram, Facebook. I'm embracing everything because... I'm okay with change, and that's the only way we're going to grow, if change is present. So I want to ask this, though. I want to ask this real quick. So um, this it was an interesting question uh, that someone brought up in the comments. So I think that okay. this question, I want to pose it to, you know, all of you. I want to start with you. So what do you bring to the table? And I think that that's an important question because I really want to see the definition of what a queen <laughs> is change because HBCU queens are not just a look. You guys look amazing, but you're not just that. And what we've seen within, you know, the culture of HBCUs is HBCU queens are supposed to be motivational speakers. They're supposed to be the representatives. They're supposed to be the ones recruiting. So it's not just a look anymore. It's not just a smile on a wave. And one thing right. that, that I hate <laughs> to hear is, oh, like, you know, these HBCU queens, all these foot, the football season isn't here. I know from smiling and waving. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good at all. Because HBCU queens right. are more than that. So I think it's right. an important question. So what do you think you bring to the table in this position? I think I bring a multitude of things. I really understand the difference between just being American and being a Caribbean student at HBCU or being of the difference at HBCUs. And I want people to know that I am personable. I bring to the table personality that I am funny as well. I love TikToks. I can be relatable to students, to children. It's okay to just be funny, goofy as a Miss Family. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a strong advocate of entrepreneurship. And that realm that I just stepped into when I started my businesses, a fitness business that just educates women on your body positivity, your body type, who you are. I ensure that people can make money and monetize their social media accounts. And I, I remember talking to you um, one day about monetizing the Miss Fam New position. Because I believe Queens, this is a job. Not only is it a great job, it's a service job. And the Miss America, the Miss Universe, they endorse these women and they ensure that they are taken care of. So I want to bring yeah. a different personality to the table that we can partner with L'Oreal, Walmart, Target, and give the students what they need through partnerships and influencer packages or something of that sort. Bringing my own culture adds to the table. Um, just those knowledge from being an entrepreneur, I want to make sure that students understand credit, understand leverages when you have credit, understanding loans and unsubsidized and subsidized loans, things of that sort. Bringing that to the table because that's important, just financial literacy. That is very important. Just after college, people people need to know that you have to be financially literate because at post-graduation, you're on your own. Yeah. You don't have the school to remind you what loans you have or you don't have the university to remind you what your credit score or whatever it is. You need to know how to be self-sufficient. And I, I feel like I bring that to the table as well. I love it. I love it. So let's <laughs> end off like this before we get to anything else. What is your 30-second pitch to the FAMU just student body for you to be Miss FAMU? FAMU, heavy is the head that wears the crown, and I am ready to serve you and the community rattlers around us. 
because our journey starts now, our journey towards greatness, because FAMU today is always FAMU tomorrow and FAMU forever, because my heart truly belongs to you, and I humbly ask to serve you too. So the 23rd is voting, and please vote Christelle Hagan for Miss FAMU. You know what to do, Rattlers. Listen, y'all are some rappers, man. I just, you, like, y'all, y'all be loving every yeah. word. Uh, so just let everyone know where they can find you, what you have coming up. Well, guys, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at I am Christelle H. And my, my entrepreneurship, my business page, business page, excuse me, at The Hottieville, Hottie Eats, and Style Like HB. And what's coming up is voting. Also, we have other events. But I want you guys, I want to keep it a secret because the events are a surprise. I want everyone to be surprised when they come to the events because you know we do it bigger and better here. Miss Ashley, how you doing? Hey, I'm great. Let everybody know who you are. I am the Ashley Renee Quintanilla. I am a third year public relations student hailing from the friendly city of Quincy, Florida, buying to be your 115th Miss Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. All y'all from Florida. What's up with that? Yes. <laughs> Can you Florida see, is what Florida is the place to be. Can you see people from other schools? Like they'll be from like it's so many folks from Atlanta that go for these queen positions, but all y'all from Florida. Like that's crazy. Like wow. So so talk to us about that because you you serve in pageantry and that was your yes. order royalty. So you've done different pageant yes. positions. So talk about being Miss North Florida USA and Miss Tallahassee America. Let's start with being Miss North Florida. Well, ever since I was a child, I had an interest in pageantry. Um I gained a passion for it. I began competing in the Miss USA, Miss USA system um, at the age of 17. However, I did not win when I first started. My faith was tried and tested until uh, my pageant advisor, Vida Sheffield, who is currently the Mrs. Florida America and FAMU alumna, um, coached and motivated and instilled in me the confidence I needed to win. Um, I finally won my third pageant, being the only brown-skinned girl competing. Okay. Yes. The only brown skinned girl. Um, being Miss North Florida introduced the importance of serving the community and the entire North Florida region. Um, I competed for Miss Florida, and although I did not win, um, the experience was an opportunity of a lifetime. It was the beginning of my journey in community service. Um, Ten years later, I was appointed to Mrs. Tallahassee America. Uh, with that platform, I was able to promote the Change Foundation, which is Children Healing from Adversity by Nurturing Growth and Empowerment. Um, I have an endured passion for nurturing children, nurturing youth, especially those that was impacted um, by unfortunate circumstances, um, because I was once in their situation. Um, both of those titles paved the way for me to serve and maintain the confidence that I have today. Most definitely. And, and I think that that's that's important because in being Miss Fam, you and being a campus queen, it's mm -hmm. a lot of different opportunities to interact with children. So I want to yes. I want to ask you about this because you said that you don't suit the tradition. And I think that that goes in line with a lot of representation. So you said that in your first post. So why do you think you don't suit the tradition and, and what does that mean? <sighs> OK, so the tradition. OK, let's be open and honest. Um, I was very reserved about sharing my age and my, matter, my marital status. Um, however, as Ms. Fam Yu, it is imperative that the students know the authentic Ashley before nominating me to be their campus queen. Um, I am not introducing a student because I am 30 years old and I am married. Mm. Um, majority of FAMU's undergraduate population are between the ages of 18 and 24. 
and has not reached the stage of even considering marriage. Um, I began working for the Gaston County Schools in 2013, working with the superintendent and the directors. I was inspired to further my education. Um, they were my positive influence. And because I am the oldest of seven children, um, the youngest being seven, I have the drive to be their influence. Um, all of them look up to me. Um, it has always been a dream to not only be Miss FAMU, but to attend the university. Um, therefore, I executed my plan. I attended and graduated from a community college, then transferred um, to FAM as a junior in January of 2020. Uh, traditionally, the past Miss FAMUs began at their freshman, their freshman year. Um, it was my plan to hit the campus and get to work, just like my pageant sisters, uh, Christelle and Noor. However, we were impacted by COVID-19 and the campus was shut down shortly after. So, Wow. And like, I think that just your journey is, is amazing because it shows that Queendom doesn't have just a set thing to it. You know, mm -hmm. I think that we put student leaders in a box and that's not yeah. good. You know, I think that you have different levels and lanes of what student leadership is and you're showcasing that. So I, first, I don't want to say thank you. Like, thank you for, thank you for, for running. Like, thank you for even doing this, you know, because I think in general, what this shows is the duality of what HBCUs are, you know? And I think that, you know, you're doing a I great job true. within showing that. So that that's first and foremost. And like, cause when I saw suit the tradition, I thought there was a, a dope brand, but I was like, I, I don't, I don't want you to feel like it's, it's like, we don't feel you. Cause we, we appreciate you for, for, for being in this position. So that's first and foremost. And I think it's just interesting because you work in the school system. So let me ask you this. So do you think, because being Miss Fam, you're going to interact with a lot of students. Even if COVID goes on, you're going to interact with a lot of students. So do you think that working in the school system and already have that interfacing with children, do you think that's going to help out? You Most know? definitely. Um, I've... I've worked with I work, I've worked with students um, that come from different backgrounds. Uh, I have students who who have it all, and I have students who don't who come to school just to have lunch. You know, so I can relate with um, so many students, and I do feel like uh, working with the school system and having that experience it will help me to help the students that are, that are on campus. And so, one thing that being a Miss Fam, you and being a campus queen, what that entails is you can have programs and this, so you got the power, all right? If you Miss Fam, you, yeah. right? So, right. like, what are you going to do as far as with, with the children? Because I, I believe that you have that passion for children, and I think that in this position, that's important. So, like, in your platform points, do you have anything in regards to, you know, creating programs with children or rec recruitment? Most definitely. Uh, my platform was established by the acronym of the word DREAM. Um, D is for develop, R is for recruit, E is for expand, A is for acknowledge, and M is for mentor. Um, going on mentoring, um, in addition to tutoring and um, COVID-19 care packets, food drives, and self-care seminars, um, I want to create the Make a Dream Come True mentor program, which will serve underprivileged, underprivileged youth uh, with opportunities of a lifetime. It is very imperative to serve and motivate the children that, that are our future because they are possible future rattlers. Mm. And that's that's true. Uh, that's that's real. And I just think that that is so important. And why you you got you got man, you you over here with the kids. Got the kids yes. support. I love it. I love it. Yes. So let's the kids talk love me. I actually I've ran across so many of 
uh, my past students on campus. And they're like, hey, Miss Ashley. Hey, Miss Ashley. Okay. And I'm like, listen, Ashley, it's Ashley. It's Ashley. <laughs> and that's when I was very reserved on everybody knowing my age. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, listen, I, like, I it's feel lovely. that. I, oh, and, and listen, that's important for Miss Fam U. So that, that always is a plus. So let's get to your decoration of candidacy. So let's get to it real quick. Let's talk okay. about yesterday speech. So right, we have a clip of it right here, all right? An experienced queen of service and commitment. If I don't fit in the tradition, I create my own. Maya Angelou said it best. If you want me to do something, then tell me that I can't. I thought that Maya Angelou quote was powerful because, you know, that like she all, Maya Angelou always speaks to me. And I think yes. it was it was interesting for me because one of my favorite movies, and I know I don't know if y'all gonna kill me for saying this, is Medea's Family Reunion. And you know, Cicely Tyson passed away, and the scene that we always <laughs> quote is on this land, and we think about just the funny part of when people use it on, on on social media, but the expectation of like you have the elders that are saying, Listen, we have to be better. And my Angela was a part of that. So I want you to talk about your declaration of candidacy, and I definitely want you to hit on that my Angelou quote. Okay. So I am an experienced queen of service and commitment. Um, as I said before, I um, I was Miss North Florida USA and Miss Tallahassee US, Miss Tallahassee America. My bad. Um, as I said, if I don't fit in the tradition, I create my own. Like I said before, all of the past Miss Fam U's have been uh, students who started as freshmen on campus. Me, I'm, I'm transferred. I'm older. Um, I don't fit into that tradition. And the purpose of me uh, doing the quote, um, if you want me to do something and tell me that I can't, I shared my dream with so many people on campus that I wanted to be Miss Fam U. And they was like, um, that's going to be hard. Oh, you're not going to be able to do that. Oh, well, you should have started as a freshman. And that motivated me to let them know, listen, it does not it does not have to be stuck in this one in this box. I can be Miss Fam U if I put my mind to it. That's my dream. And I'm going to buy for it. If I don't win, I'm going to enjoy the experience. Mm, that's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. And I think that, you know, that's so important. Like I said, that you're in this race because you're proving them wrong. Yes. This is what you're doing. Like, you don't like, you know, maybe you don't, you don't say that to nobody, man. I, like, I don't like yeah. what folks do that. You don't say that to nobody. They did. They did. You don't say that to nobody, man. No, that's. It that, hurt my feelings, but I was like, I'm going to keep going. Listen, you hear Yeah. I am. And believe it or not, Christelle has really inspired me in so many tremendous ways that I cannot even explain. Wow. Um, she, she, she's a doll and I'm very inspired. So even if I don't win this title and this crown, I'm still going to be committed to serving the campus and serving the community. So thank you, Christelle. That's powerful. And North, North is Yeah, we, we got to show love to North because North's coming up. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. one thing I see amongst all three of you all is that you all are close, you know, because oftentimes in these elections, you see a lot of contentiousness. You see a lot of drama that happens, you know, mm-hmm. but you guys are close. You guys are commenting on each other's posts. Those are, they, they are dolls to me. Mm-hmm. They have been sweet. During the pageant, listen, I do not know how to dance, okay? I heard that. So, <laughs> I do not know how to dance. I have no rhythm whatsoever. I was a majorette 
um, growing up in middle and high school. Wait. Yes. Hold on, I was about... a major rep, but I think I've lost it. Wait, how, wait, you were a major rep, but you can't dance? I cannot dance. <laughs> I think I have lost that, lost that skill. Yeah, but going in, they were like, Ashley, calm down. You can do this. You got this. And and I really appreciate that. Those young ladies are dolls. So win, lose, or draw, whoever win, I know that they are going to serve this campus greatly. They're going to do a great job. Listen, hold up. I got, like, listen, we got, we got to do something special for that. We got, we got to get hand claps for that. Like, that's powerful. Yeah, that's they that, are. That's that black girl magic. So shout out to Christelle. Yes. Shout out to Noor. And shout yes. out to Ashley, man. It's amazing. So we're going to get to uh, Kayla in one moment. But I want to talk about this aspect of pageant preparation. So we know that FAMU isn't a pageant school. It's a popular vote school. So, you know, the, the winners determine my popular vote. But do right. you think that your pageant experience aided you in preparing for this pageant? Most definitely. Uh, going into pageantry um, at the age of 17, I was not confident. I could not public speak. I... I basically was lost. I, I, I tried Miss Tallahassee Teen USA and I failed mm. horribly. I failed horribly. But um, being coached by Vida, my pageant advisor, and her instilling in me the confidence that I can do whatever that I put my mind to, uh, it, it most definitely aided me in, in doing this. Wow, wow, wow. So I want you to do this, right? Because listen, sure. I th- so listen, Kayla, Kayla's speechless right now. She's speechless about you right now because you just, you just, you making the things happen. So Thank you, I, Kayla. <laughs> I, I want you to just tell, you know, the FAMU student body in 30 seconds why you want to be Miss FAMU. Greetings, uh, FAMU Lee. I am Ashley Quintanilla, and I dream, your FAMU's dream girl, dream of being Miss Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University because I know that I can impact the campus and I can make a difference. Vote for me on February 23rd to be your 115th Miss Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. I love you guys. Okay, so Thank you. One, one last thing. So tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, I am on Instagram, Your Majesty AQ. Miss Nora. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I am a ma- listen. I, I was in SJF for a valley, so I'm super hyped to talk to you because you because <laughs> you get down to business. You the Secretary of State. Just add a little something, son. The Secretary <laughs> of State. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So listen, for, let, let, let's we're gonna get to that. So first, tell, <laughs> tell the people who you are. So greetings, everyone. I am Nora Suleiman, a third year criminal justice scholar from the Super Bowl winning Tampa Bay, Florida, by the places the people are pretty and the sites are gorgeous, Prince George's County, Maryland. And I'm humbly vying to work and serve as the 115th Miss Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. You, you just hit me. You said Super Bowl winning, winning. man. I have my, my Chiefs jersey. It's you know. There. It's over there right now, man. That, that Tom Brady, man. <laughs> that, <laughs> that Tom Brady is something else. But let's get right to it. The Secretary of State. FAMU has such a very interesting SGA structure that, to be 100% honest, I think that a lot of HBCUs should integrate into their SGA. A Secretary of State, yes, I really believe that because I love the structure of the expectation of the student leadership at FAMU, but also I love just the structure of the SGA because a lot of schools, such as Fort Valley, for example, you have the SGA president, the vice president, and the e-board, and you have the director board. But to have a position such as Secretary of State, that's a position. So that's something that holds weight. So let's talk about that. So what is the Secretary of State? What does that position entail? 
So pretty much for the face of FAMU's SGA. So I would talk to other schools on behalf of FAMU, talk to the community on behalf of FAMU, and relay that information back to our SGA, as well as serve as the, on the advisory board for the Royal Court. So that's my little Royal Court experience there. And we're just the face of SGA. So it's all about communicating and just promoting FAMU to others. Wow. And I think that that's interesting because that's a, that's an interesting transition because you serve the face of SGA, and they're trying to be the face of the Royal Court. Like, whoa, like, I, I, yeah. see, I see it. Okay. I see, the, I, I see the tie-in. Okay. You, you, you smart. I like that. You know what I'm saying? You were, like, you. you were like, listen, man, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to be the face SGA first. Y'all going to know me. Like, I, I love it. I love it. So I think it's, it's interesting that you said that, you know, you are, you represent SGA and you connect with other schools. So how has your connection been with other schools? Is it just in Florida or is it nationally? Well, we usually connect with other HBCUs. So there's that. But also we connect with Florida schools. I was trying to have a video with FSU because they're right in our backyard. So a lot of our little partnerships will be with them. But we also try and connect with other SGAs. I know recently I just hosted an event with Hampton, mm. which was really fun. So it's just about connecting with other schools, other SGAs, just getting FAMU out there. I love it. So just, let's talk about your road to royalty. So you like for what I, I hear from everybody, because I because, you know, I really want it because you being in, SG, in, in SGA is it's, I think it's important because I think that with SGA, they put us in a box like, you know, they put Royal Court in the box. Oh, they just smiling way. They dress with SGA. They think we're just in the office doing business. We want to do nothing else. So I want you to talk about your road to royalty. So talk about, you know, your time starting SGA to now. Okay, so actually my road to SJ was a little different than everybody else's. I started in the campus activity board and I was in there and then my do you do you know what that is? Oh yes, for sure. The campus activity board. Okay. Oh for <laughs> sure, sure, for sure. So we have that and with the class presidents and all that stuff. So my class president chose me freshman year to represent the freshman class of 2018 as the freshman representative for the activity and service budget fee committee. So we had a three million dollar budget and we had to allocate the funds to other um to entities on campus. So I was the youngest member of the team and it was really fun getting involved and doing all that as a freshman. So doing all that, it was fun. But the SGA president, Richard Morissette, he was the Senate president at the time. So he saw my work and all of that. And so he said, when he became president, I want you to apply for my cabinet. And I was like, really? Like, okay. So I applied to be secretary of state my sophomore year. I didn't get it. I was able to be deputy secretary of state. And then I worked hard in that role. I won deputy secretary of the year. And then this year I applied to be secretary of state and here we are. I love and Rashard, my guy, that Rashard is always love with Rashard. And, you know, cab is very fluent within HBCUs, right? Cause every mm-hmm. cab is different. Cause, and honestly, you know, you ask, you know, the thing about, do you know what, what cab is? That's an interesting question. Cause a lot of schools would not know it because they call it for example, A&T, they call it SUAB. You know what I'm saying? So they, mm-hmm. they, so they call CAB different things at, at different schools. And we always talk about how great FAMU's student life culture is. So tell us about <laughs> yeah. working in CAB. So it was fun. I was a freshman, so I didn't really get to do much. And I wasn't a class president. So I was just kind of helping out, just planning things, just doing whatever I could to just help. Do you think that, you know, that experience of SGA, especially I think that CAB experience is, is interesting with COVID going on now. Do you think that that'll help you if you were to come as FAMU? Yes, of course, especially CAB and SJ together would really help me because that's actually one of my platform points. But event planning and stuff is something we do it in CAB and in SGA. But SJ, I feel like I did more of the financial things like, okay, I have a budget for this event. I have to plan everything out and I have to do all this. I love it. I love it. The budgeting. Oh my gosh. But that budget is something else, man. That budget is something <laughs> else trying to get that passed. You, you, you give me flashbacks. 
<laughs> flashbacks right now, oh my gosh. Let's talk about the aspect of your declaration of candidacy. So let's go on and play that because oh. you came with it. You was flowing too. I was like, oh man. Like first, all y'all some rappers, all y'all some poets, first and foremost. Y'all did that. So let's get your declaration of candidacy speech. Take a seat and leave your misconceptions behind. As Rattlers, we always come prepared. If there's a table, we bring our chairs. If there's not a table, we build one. And that is a resilience that we come here to find. Build the table. So we, we, you ain't going to sit us at the table. We're going to build the table and sit at it. I love it. I love this. So tell us about that declaration of candidacy speech. Like tell us about your preparation and also just the aspect of how, of how you did it. Like talk to us just about the whole thing. Well, I was really nervous, oh, wow. but I was just like, all right, I need to come hard. My mom was like, I practice like every day and my mom was in my ear all the time. My mom's very hands-on. So she's like, uh-uh, you're not bringing the drama. Cause I'm kind of soft-spoken. I'm not really one who's in your face like that. So every all of my campaign people were like, come on, we need it. Like you need to give us energy. So that's really what it was. I could not tell you were nervous. I couldn't tell. Like, oh, really? I could not doubt like that was cause I, I really enjoyed it. Because I think it was interesting how you captured us. And I think that, and Kayla's going to ask you about, about your platform and different things like that. But I, I just love how you captured us with, how you started with, you know, a seat at the table. And like we like we and, and one thing I'm big on is building. I am yeah. huge on it. That's why I'm even here right now, is building your own outlet and not letting people just give you a handout. I'm so big on that. So when you say, you know, you know we, we're sitting at the table, you're going to build a table. I'm like, Yo, that's real. I, I, ain't, I ain't letting nobody give me nothing. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And what happens oftentimes is that when you grinding for something, people give stuff to you. When you grind, they see you grinding. So I really, that connected with me in general because it's like, that's what I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm someone that I'm building my table and it's sturdy. Okay? Okay, period, period. The the table got to be sturdy. (laughs) It can't be wobbly. The table got to be sturdy. Mm -hmm. So I love it. I love it. So we're going to get to Kayla to talk talk more about, you know, your platform because, see, I'm 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 outside. I'm I'm a visitor today. Okay, mm-hmm. Kayla's an alum, so she's gonna get you right. Kayla. Hi, Nor. How are you? Hi, Kayla. How are you? I'm good. So, on your um, platform point, you have the chosen one. So, can you just explain that? So, what is important to me is the students who are in Tallahassee, the high school students. A lot of my friends are natives, and they told me they didn't really know much about FAMU before they got here. And I'm like, how is that possible? This school is right in your backyard and you don't know anything about it. And I'm originally from Maryland and the University of Maryland is like right next to my where I lived. So we would go over there all the time. We just hang out. We had Maryland Day, so we would see that and stuff like that. So we all knew about that school. So I was like, why don't we do stuff like that for FAMU? But I feel like we should mentor them, make the relationship personal. So I want to get students here to mentor students in Tallahassee so the students in Tallahassee can feel comfortable here and feel like this is their school that they want to go to. Not just, oh, it's a school down the street from my house. I don't want to be near my parents. I want them to be like, this is my school that's been there for me. And I also see that you have FAMU Network and everybody knows at FAMU, it's all about who you know, what you know, and basically all about networking. I'm an alum of journalism, so I know all about networking. So can you just explain how FAMU Network has impacted your life and also impacted you to even run this campaign? Well, actually, that's really good. Um, When I was applying to colleges in high school, I wasn't really thinking about FAMU. I had toured FAMU and I loved it. The experience was amazing. But I was like, "Mm, I don't really know if it's for me. But my mom had a lot of friends who were alums and they were in my ear. Girl, did you apply to FAM? You got to go to FAM. You're going to be a baby rattler. I'm so excited. And 
I have this one auntie. She went to DRSK through 12, and then she went to FAM. So she is real into FAM, and she was the one just telling me about FAM and all this different stuff. And then when I got here, she's like, okay, I'm connected with X, Y, and Z. You need to talk to these people. Tell them your auntie sent you this and that. So there's always, like, that relationship I have with the network. So I want to build that for other people. I want people to know that when they go outside of FAMU, there'll be somebody out there, another Rattler out there to help them to help them grow in their community, to help them grow in their role, to help them grow and get a job. And you said another thing, you said build. I'm telling you, build is <laughs> yes. there. I hear it. I hear it. So, like, I, I, I really enjoy this conversation because I just got to say honestly that, you know, I'm proud, like, and I, I'm saying I'm proud of everybody. But I'm proud of you. And tell you the reason I'm proud of you because this is like, like the fact that you're vying for this position makes so much sense. You know, because mm-hmm. you were the face of SGA, you have that legislative background. So I think, so I think it makes sense that 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 you're doing this, and I, I, I like seeing SGA leaders transition. You know, transition from not just being SGA but being multifaceted. So I think it's yeah. just, you're showcasing that, and I really appreciate that from you being a former SGA leader because I took mm-hmm. SGA seriously. Like I like, and, and at Fort Valley, we take it seriously. And you know, the fact that to see that you know you're transitioning. Into, into this role and you're vying for this title is important, which that leads me to this final question, right? So tell us, you know, oh, that's two questions. I've got the second question okay. is number, we're going to start with a question I saw in the chat. Number one, and I think this will be super easy for you. What mm-hmm. do you bring to the table? What would you bring to the table if you won Miss FAMU? I would bring back like the, my knowledge. So I know a lot about the behind the scenes that a lot of students don't know. Because people say like, oh, SJ is elitist. They only know, they're the ones who know everything, but everybody else doesn't know everything. So I feel like as Miss FAMU, I'm really the miss of this school. So I need to share that knowledge with everyone. I want to be the Miss FAMU that goes up with you for special allocations, that is there advocating with you, that's at your meetings with you, that's telling you what you need to know. Mm. And that's just a small amount of what I want to bring to the table. I love it. I love it. So listen, this is this is your part. Like, you listen, just, I, I act like I'm not even here. I want you to talk to the FAMU students and tell them why you should be Miss FAMU in 30 seconds. All right. So greetings, Rattlers. I feel like I should be Miss FAMU because I'm going to be the Miss FAMU that works for you. The Miss FAMU you can call, the Miss FAMU that you can rely on, the Miss FAMU who knows what's going on and who never has you in the dark. If you need anything, y'all can reach out to me. And I can get it to you. If I don't know how to get it to you, I'll find somebody. I want to be the Miss Fairview that you feel is your friend, not just somebody representing you. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay, SGA. I see you, <laughs> SGA. Listen, I see, I see your representation. I see you. I see you. It, listen, it's so amazing talking to you. Um, and I just like, like, it's so many more questions that I have, but we got to go on and go. But it's just like, I think that's that S, like the SGA part is really giving me. It's like you're really? doing this, yes. Like you being SGA, and I'm I was SGA. You making it happen, and it it all makes sense. Like I said, you smart, all right. Like you 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 playing oh, that thing you. out. I love it. I love it. But you you're so amazing. Let everybody know where they can find you. All right. So my Instagram is Nora Suleiman, which is my name, and then my Twitter is Nora Al Cairo, which is my first name for all those who know. And then my Facebook is Nora Suleiman too. So tell everyone who you guys are. Well, hello, you know, happy Saturday. My name is Carrington Wiggum. I'm a third year broadcast journalism major and theater minor from Dallas, Texas. And greetings, everyone. I am Marcus Thomas. I am a second year business administration student from Pensacola, Florida. Wow, wow, wow. So you guys, and listen, you guys are running on the polls. So we you, are. Guys, you guys are SGA president and vice president this year. Oh. Hold, on, 
Ho- 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 wait, hopefully. Candidates. Hopefully. <laughs> hey, <laughs> candidates, candidates. Wait, wait, explain that for me. Explain that for me. Well, you know, this year is a little different. You know, we have a lot, the climate, the narratives around us are different. So I just, I don't blame that on anyone. But this year is different and we are running unopposed. You know, that's not what we fully aspire to do, just keeping the culture of FAMU. But that's just the way it is. So we just have to make sure that they know that we are, yes, your only options. However, don't, you know, yeah. we, 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 the, the we're going to wait, we're going to wait till Tuesday. We got it. Right. I, we love, have it. I love it. I love it. But listen, so I think it's, it's, it's amazing. So I want to start with you, Marcus, cause you're going to be vice president. And yeah. see, the thing is this, like Carrington was vice president. So talk uh-huh. to us about that aspect of moving into being vice president. Well, one, I mean, I'm really fortunate to have Carrington. Uh, I mentioned the other day when we did our presidential, not really debate, but our Q&A. Carrington started off as my peer mentor, actually. So she went from my peer mentor to my elections and a chairwoman. When I started in the Senate, I actually was the ENA committee. So she went from my mentor to my chairwoman to now, uh, hopefully, I can be her successor. I can come after her. So having her, uh, honestly, as a mentor is everything. You know, I've been able to watch under her now as I serve as Senate Pro Temp. So being able to see her work, being able to be coached by her, seeing the, I mean, impeccable job that she has done despite the pandemic, like, Honestly, it's amazing. So I hope that I can feel half her shoes, you know. And Marcus, what do you want? What do you Stop. want? Stop. You got to take me out to eat. <laughs> he, uh, right? He looks uh, like he wants some dinner. I'm just kidding. Like, you, you, better, you better get your vice president some dinner, carrots. Right. Like, come on now. Listen, we hungry out here, all right? Of course. Like, right, of come, course. Come on. So let's get into your campaign last year. Because, see, you know, we covered it with Dwayne Wade and Kiki Palmer and Insert Celebrity here. We covered that. But... Let's talk about last year. So how was it first? Because you ran two pandemic campaigns. So let's talk about last year. So how was it last year at the onset of the pandemic? So um, it was a little discouraging. You know, we we just put all that time, money, effort and things for a tangible campaign, for our on-campus campaign. We were ready for the intimacy and all of that. Right. So the T-shirts that we bought, the snacks, all the tangible things that make campaign week at FAMU campaign week. Right. Now it's like, wow, like, what do we do with that? So it was a little discouraging, but we used that energy to like channel a different type of creative energy we knew that now literally everything we posted everybody has more access to us so that means that we had to come with the come with for yeah. our campaign for social media we just knew that we had to set a standard we had to go above and beyond and we just had to do that so what's different from last year this year karen because you ran a pandemic campaign last year now you're running it this year but the thing is that we understand COVID a bit more you know, so and right. also you guys are on campus. So, you know, it's, it's a different vibe from last year. We all were honestly scared. Like we didn't know what this virus was and we Literally. all are still cautious of it. But, you know, now we've sort of learned to adjust to, you know, what a pandemic life is. So what's the difference from last year to this year? So, like you said, we were just prepared. And, you know, we had a couple of months uh, during this semester and last semester to figure out how this virtual world works you know we saw what the students like and what they didn't like so it was like great so now we know you know this type of event works this type of event doesn't work so what happens also is the challenge that okay so i ran a campaign before virtual world Mm -hmm. now like carrington like you did it before now you have to do it again you have to do it again you know we just can't just come out here like Mm -hmm. doing it we have to do it because you know we set a standard and like you know bam you sets a standard so Right. This pandemic, what is what is this a what is a pandemic to a rattler? What is that? Right. Nothing. So we just knew that we have to keep going. So rise to the occasion every time. Rise to the occasion, literally. I love it. So Marcus, I want to get to you. So you know, talk about the aspect of how SGA has been this past year. 
And sort of some things that you want to see happen this year. You have the platform, but I think what's important right. is to talk about what happened, you know, this past year and how you guys are, are going to come into this. Right. So I'll say one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest differences to me is now, like I said, I serve as a Senate president pro tempore. So in the legislative branch, I really get to work with the budget, doing a lot of legislation. And this year we kind of had, I, I guess I can say a dry year. You know, we, the enrollment drops, things were different. We didn't get to have an allocation season. So it's not usual. You know, we didn't get to go and recruit. We didn't get to meet other SGAs. I saw before Noah's talking about the secretary of state. So we kind of lost that common touch. And honestly, that's kind of some of my drive to being able to go to the executive branch, really that common touch with the student body. So going into being the, um, hopefully being the student body vice president, I really want to try to reclaim that culture, which kind of ties into our platform, Redemption Year. We lost so much because of COVID. Last year, we were kind of figuring it out, same thing with their campaign, just figuring everything out. And now it is time for redemption. And we said family rises to the occasion every time. So with this Redemption Year and reigniting the flame, we really want to emphasize reigniting the flame. So with doing that, we really just plan on coming back harder than ever. Now we know what a pandemic looks like. And now we know that, you know, no excuse is acceptable. Like we are ready to put our best foot forward. And, and, and y'all got to realize I tapped in. I am. Listen, I hope you get that picture in front of that flame before it goes out of style. I hope you I hope you get that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I heard about that. You like, man, I, w- I want to take the picture in, in front of the flame, but I want to go out of style. Hope you get that picture. Right. Right. Hope you get that picture. Right. But let's go in and get into like, you know, you guys' decoration of candidacy speech because y'all Y'all are in sync, boy. Y'all are y'all are on it. So let's already play, let's play let's, a little, let's play a little bit of that. From the transition to fam, you an institution developed for me and you. We've been fighting. Carrie Meeks, Al Lawson, and Ramon Alexander. We've been grinding. Will Packer, Rob Hardy, and Pam Oliver. We've been thriving. John Thompson, Keisha Lance Bottoms, and Vincent Evans. From the big screen to the White House, the Rattlers have shown what happens when access Access and opportunity meets with excellence with care. When love and charity rings out the clarity that this is the number one institution that this world dares to offer. So our first question is, how long did it take out to harmonize like that? Honestly, look, it's a rhythm. What are you going to say? You would be very surprised. Like, me and Karen we really were just like, let's try it. Let's try it. And we went in her office. I mean, we went in her office the day before we first wrote it. And we are just like, dang, you know, like, I think we can do it. And me and Karen we went over it, read a couple times. Like, okay, two sentences. Let's try it. Like, let's do it. And it just went through. Like, we were just able to connect. And we're both really goofy. So, like... We were able to get it, though, so it was fun. The rhythm was there from the jump. It was like, okay, okay, we like that. Right. You know, we played with it. Exactly. I love it. So let's go on and get to Kayla because Kayla got some questions for you. What's up, Kayla? Hey, y'all. What's up? Hey, Kayla. Hey, Kayla. So I'm just going to throw this question out because I know everybody is, like, wondering what's going to happen. So when your homecoming flyer drops, you know, you have, um, the different artists on there and just different things that can happen. So what are your, what are your plans if we're still in this pandemic um, fall? So, I mean, honestly, like I said before, really just knowing, you know, how things work now. So last year it was really like, kind of like just testing stuff out, you know, testing the waters. But this year things are already in the works, you know, things are already planned, pandemic or not, you know, so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give too much, but there most definitely are alternatives. We've seen that. We've seen virtual concerts. We've seen, you know, I don't Parking want to talk too much. Drive-in concerts, yeah. you know, there are most definitely things that you can do. Yeah. So me and Karen we've already, we knew that question would come up. So we've already been planning on the back end, talking to the director of Office of Student Activities, 
um, people, different people that are on the homecoming committee. So no matter pandemic or not, there are most definitely things that can be done. So we uh, can do, I know everybody's zoomed out. So we're trying to find creative ways, have some ingenuity and find different ways that we can still bring that culture, but virtually if have to be, and, or if it was a drive-in, you know, in person, but social distancing. And the other day we even were looking at some different opportunities that you can do things outside, but social distance. So it's something that we most definitely are preparing for now beforehand. And ultimately, the whole goal in general, because we've already lost one year. Right. Like, you know, it, what's so scary but so interesting is that no one has ever experienced this. So it's like losing one year of FAMU mm-hmm. is essential. Right. People, you know, people, this is FAMU. We lost an entire year. Mm-hmm. So regardless, ultimately, we are going to make sure that next year is a good year for FAMU to keep FAMU to be FAMU. Pandemic or not. Yeah. Wow. So that's the goal. Right. Across the board. I love it. So another question for you guys. How do you think FAMU will react with us moving to the MEAC to the swap? The swag. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Swag. Swag. You know, I'm from Dallas, so I know all about, you know, I my dad was like, did you? I'm like, dad, listen, yes. Like, you know, if you know, I know. Right. But no, like, this is a big deal. Like, I know a little bit about the culture there. Like, you, oh, my gosh. I know a little bit about the culture. So I know the swag will turn us up as mm-hmm. a university. Like, we have no idea what we're getting into. This is going to be amazing for us. Also, it's a better um, financial opportunity for our university as well. And I just know that I'm so excited. It's going right. to be good. And honestly, just for me, I really don't think it matters what division. Fam, you, like, we bring a different culture. We bring a different heat. And like right. I said before, we always rise to the occasion. So, I mean, I know our football team is going to bring it. And I know that our culture in the family crowd right. will always bring it. And then I just can't wait for the two cultures to meet each other. Yeah. And it's going to be like, what is this? The power of black people. It's going to exactly. be just so excellent. I cannot wait. Exactly. And the crazy part about it is that Deion Sanders' first game is on tomorrow. We're going to cover it. Um, later on that night, but right. and I'm at, we're actually media partners for the Orange Blossom Classic, so I feel like wow. it's gonna be lit. Jackson State versus FAMU. That Damn. flyer literally has been everywhere. I mean, people have been sending all group chats like they're ready okay. for it. Pe- alumni reaching out already yes. talking about what can you? I'm like, wait a minute, just right. wait. <laughs> Listen, I, that's gonna be so lit because I'm telling you why it's gonna be lit is because that FAMU Southern game. Need I say more? Oh my God. Oh yeah. Need I say yes. more? That was a right. game. I was watching from home. I thought I was the NBA Finals. Cause I don't want to get that lift NBA Finals. I'm like, bro, come on, come on, let's go right. down, man. Like that, like, listen, just I, I cannot wait to see the Sonic Boom of the South versus the Marching 100 and see Deion right. Sanders out there. But fam, you go in too, man. I'm ready for that. Like, is it Labor Day weekend yet, man? Oh my gosh, right. I want to be Labor I'm, Day. Weekend. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So really quickly, so I want you guys both. I want you both separately to do this. So okay. let's start with Marcus. I want okay. you to give your 30-second pitch to, you know, the FAMU students about what you're going to bring, if elected, to be vice president. Yeah. Right. right. Okay, well, greetings, everybody. Again, I am Marcus Thomas. Uh, something that I want to bring in student body vice president, like I said before, is the culture. I am ready to help the student body reignite the flame. Being here two years, watching FAMU even before, from family being on the hill, I am ready to bring that FAMU culture back like never before. I want the student body to know that if you want an administration that is going, that you can be able to trust, that you can lean on, and that you can depend on to bring that culture, bring that spark, and bring that fire back that FAMU has inside no matter what, this is the administration for you. So, I, I mean, I can't wait. It's already in the works. Like I said, we are already doing the, the – Xavier and Canton already set the blueprint. We're just ready to execute it even better and even more. So I'm so excited. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, Miss Carrington. 
the question to you is essentially as SGA president, you're going to be one of the most powerful SGA presidents. This is not a joke. It's literally, you're going to be the most yeah. powerful SGA president because number one, you know, family is one of the largest institutions. And also right. from social media reach, we can calculate that that family social media reach it reaches probably hundreds of millions, if not billions of people. And it's so much yeah. reshareability when it comes to what you guys do. So that's power that you have. You're the most powerful student on campus. So talk to us in 30 seconds about how you're going to come with it if elected to be SGA president. Right. So uh, with power holds responsibility, I'll just start there. I'm super honored and excited to take on this journey. I know that um, I'm someone in my cabinet, my team, we are, the integrity is there, okay? The integrity, the representation will be there. We will make sure that we're always putting our best force, whether I'm lobbying on, you know, the student board of trustees or for the student um association for florida like i am making sure that i just have good representation so we can make sure that famu is going to stay famu this is the torch is here you know we are the next generation marks and i we are hoping to set a standard for whatever may to may be to come you know like i said this is a narrative no one has ever experienced so we have to be creative i just know that i will be be very 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 effective to make sure that famu is always putting for our best foot so we can make sure that we're always just having good representation. Good representation is gonna is everything. That was so long, but good representation <laughs> is everything. And I know that we can do it. I know we can. HBCU. They know just who we are. Post Radio. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall right now. So check it out. So those were amazing interviews, and I was so blown away by each and every one of the election candidates that we had a chance to talk to. Like, it was amazing. So I did a Randall's Thoughts, and if you don't know what a Randall's Thoughts is, Randall's Thoughts are my commentary on what's going on in the world, and I did one especially for this event because it was so much that I learned from family's election culture throughout the years. But I also learned a lot talking to Christelle, Nor, and Ashley, and also Carrington and Marcus. So I shared my thoughts how I felt. And I think it's so many things that student leaders can take from it. But I want to just focus on three things. Number one, the level of expectation. You cannot campaign at FAMU if you don't know what you're doing and what you stood on. Because the students at FAMU have a level of expectation of what they want their student leaders to be. And I think at a lot of institutions, we have to raise our level of expectations for our student leaders. Because at FAMU, you can't just pop up and say, hey, I'm here. You have to have a role to royalty. You have to have, you know, these different positions that you've been a part of. Like you you heard, you know, with Christelle that she was a Miss Freshman and a Miss Gold. You heard from Nora that she was the Secretary of State and she served as a face of SGA and now she's going into this position. It is important that we keep that level of expectation and that student leaders have to go through stuff to get in these positions. Cause it's getting ridiculous at this point where we, we just like a lot of people just run just to run. Let's keep, let's keep it a buck. They run. A lot of folks run just to be Greek. A lot of folks run just to be seen. We got to stop that. Cause in 2021 student leaders are powerful. We're powerful beyond measure. So we have to raise the expectation of what student leadership is supposed to be. That's number one. Number two, you see with every graphic, and you can look on the page today with the queen and kings of orange and green, and we got a lot more coming, and we're spotlighting the, miss, the, miss, uh, the Mr. Fam use on next, on yeah, yeah, tomorrow. We're going to be spotlighting them. And the big thing is this. You see that level of expectation goes in how they present themselves. You saw how Nora came on. 
you, you, you saw Christelle came on. You saw Ashley came on. They came on and they presented their best self. You saw Carrington and Marcus came on. They presented their best self. When you campaign, you got to come with it. Look at those graphics. Look at the music. Listen to the listen to to to, to Christelle's music video. Listen to 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 to, to the music video that, that says some remix. That's how you campaign. You don't just wake up and do a Canva graphic and think you lit. That's not what happens. You got to spend money for this. You, you you have to really go through it for this because the student leader position is important, and you can't have behind it. You can't do that. You, you can't just wake up out of bed and think that you're going to win. We got to up that expectation. And I think that family's expectation is perfect because they expect more from their student leaders. And the final thing is one thing that I think is so amazing. It does not matter who you know at another school. It don't matter if you know this person at Fort Valley, this person at Howard. Fam, you only cares about who's on campus. You, you could know whoever, President Barack Obama, it don't matter. What are you doing for the school? And what is your plan? It goes to the line of expectation. Yeah, you know, the expectation, you have the expectation to be great. And then, yeah, you're going to step. You're going to do your different things. You're going to have the graphics popping. But what's the most important thing is what you're doing on campus. Because who you know is not going to help what's going on on campus. Because are you going to bring Barack Obama on campus? Are you going to bring this rapper on campus you're getting to do an endorsement video for? Or is is the queen that you're getting to endorse you or the SGA president from another school, are they going to help out with FAMU in some way? I love that level of, it don't matter what you got going on outside here. The only thing that matters is what's going on in highs of the, of the Seven Hills. And I think that that's something that the election culture of HBCU life needs to take into account. Like, I love FAMU's election culture. I love how you guys come with it. And I believe that that is something that is important to bring up. So I thank just FAMU for coming on. And I'm just excited just to see what you guys do this year. And I'm excited to see the results. Thank you to everyone, to, to Ashley, to Christelle, to Noor, and also to Carrington and Marcus for coming on. Because you guys are exceeding expectations. And that's the part I like the most. So, Kayla, real quick. Before we go, so what you what you think? I loved it so much. It's crazy that I'm on the other side this year. Like I can't believe it. When I was on Instagram and I seen a couple of flyers, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's campaign season. I'm just used to being like hands on. I was my best friend's campaign manager, Brianna. She was Queen of Orange Green for the 2018-2019 academic year. So it's just so crazy that I'm on the other side and I just want to commend everybody for running great campaigns especially in a pandemic so from an alum point of view you guys are doing great keep doing great and everybody knows this slogan don't eat don't sleep because it's campaign week and good luck to everybody i love it i love it so thank you so much because you, you were such an just an amazing co-host you asked all the questions that needed to be asked so let everybody know where they can find you so you guys can find me on instagram at kayla c-a-l-a underscore callin c-a-l-l-i-n-s and Twitter as well. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, big thank you to Kayla Callens. Kayla Callens is our news director for Pulse Radio, and she is so amazing. Fam, you alum, the J School. I love the J School. The J School inspired a lot of what I do. So to work with Kayla, who is from that J School tradition, who was on Fam U News 20, is just simply amazing. I'm so blessed to have her on the team. And thank you to Christelle, 
Thank you to Noor. Thank you to Ashley. And thank you to Carrington and Marcus for coming on. And shout out to everyone that's running at FAMU. You guys are continuously setting the standard. And good luck to you all. But that is it for me. Make sure you guys follow me on all social media at Arthur Randall B. Follow HBCU Pulse at HBCU Pulse on Instagram, on Clubhouse. Subscribe on YouTube and also on Facebook. On Twitter, it's a bit different. It's the HBCU Pulse. So make sure you tap in there and also make sure to follow Pulse Radio on all social media platforms, Instagram Pulse Radio, Twitter Pulse Radio, and subscribe to us on YouTube and also iHeartRadio. That's the biggest thing you can do to help. If you don't do anything else, just follow us on iHeartRadio, share it with your friends, and also make sure to subscribe to Pulse Radio on YouTube. It's a lot of great things coming. But thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you on the other side. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture.